as usual, late to the party on, well, only one day late. Uh, Father's Day was yesterday. So a commentary, opinion, perhaps. Um, basically, this is a the whole thing. Um, also, for living a larger life, um, if you take the, the smaller aspect of um, the name. Smaller meaning the, just look at the words, live a larger life. I guess it allows to capture everything inside. You're allowed to take everything on for... Uh, um, that wasn't the premise, but... Uh, able to take everything on for conversation and able to take uh, everything on with regards to commentary and opinion. Um, and uh, I think it's probably a month past where um, I thought because it was pertinent for the time to comment on motherhood and what a mother is around Mother's Day. Uh, the same should be done for father. Um, it's the saying behind every uh, good man is a better woman or something like that. Um, same thing goes for the definition of uh, the max experience of um, what is not. Um, Personal examples, etc. For that, I think for that saying, it's not. It's you know behind, behind in the word, what's behind every man. Um, it, depending upon your worldview, it could seem subjugation or an oppressive patriarchal idea. But um, in the way that I see it, um, the the mother or the woman in that particular relationship, especially in the context of what you're discussing, right, of the success, because we're discussing in that conversation is the success of the man. Um, you you want to see behind as in, you know, what what is not uh, literally behind, but what's the background? What's the, what's the things that got that man to such levels of success? And it's not only in that context, the woman, but that's the way that I perceive it. So yeah, behind every father is a uh, is a, a wonderful mother, and you can refer back to what is a mother to get you know more of a definition of that. Um, and it is, I guess, more or less because I am a father that, uh, and it is my opinion that uh, it's 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 uh a in my opinion a well respected club you know um and you know there's ways of getting into the club um and um and there's definitions you know around what a father is and i think that defining is is important so that once you see what a father is, is uh, you could explain it and um once you can see it and easily spot it, it doesn't it doesn't need this extraordinary explanation as to what the general characteristics are of that man um, who is a father. 
And like, um, I can't remember if it was the case, but like motherhood, well, that was the idea that I had in mind as one piece of the pie for the conversation around what is a mother. Um, it could be very easily, you know, set up as a podcast where I just have individuals on. Um, like I listen to, to, um, the free press podcast, uh, headed by Barry Weiss and hosted by someone else, um, Richard Reeves, Ian Rowe, and Ryan, he's the daily stoic, uh, gentleman. And it was called the dad round table. Um, it, uh, my particular conversation is not in reaction to that. Um, I very well could have, and I did listen, you know, thought to myself about a lot of things in relation to what I heard on there. Um, if there was uh, a way of, as I mentioned, which I did not do with the mother podcast, um, if there was a way of doing it, I could have very well spent 59 minutes and 30 seconds talking about just one section of what I would get into, which is the, uh, you know, the inspiring methods of uh, what fatherhood is. Um, but I don't know, maybe it's just me. Uh, uh, maybe it's what I would like to um, express as my free expression, my free speech expression. Maybe it's something that I want to fix um, from my experience as a father and my experience as being a son to a father and my you know, small knowledge of my father being a son to a father, etc. Um, maybe there'll be uh, an inspirational tone inside of the conversation um, and maybe pieces of reality. Anything else to take it? What you will. Um, so what, what makes a father, how do you get into the club? Well, I think there's a couple of basic things, you know, a homo, being a homo sapien will get you into the club. Now I mentioned that kind of tongue in cheek, but, um, I wouldn't consider the male Bigfoot up in the Pacific Northwest here, uh, a father, um, and the reason why I would make it is not it's not exceptionalism based upon humans and how we are different with regards to animal other animals, let's say. Um, but uh, it goes without saying, in my opinion, that we are extremely uh, different in, in regards to in, in, with regards to what can take place in the animal kingdom. Uh, and that does make my first point on how, you know, what, what, how do you get inside the club? Well, the conversation for today won't be, you know, uh, taking a side road like the uh, gender theory does today with getting into multiple different versions of sexes by coming up with and cherry picking 6,500 different versions of fruit fly experiences and, and male and female characteristics and what that means. It just, it just drowns out exactly what we're talking about, which is, you know, in that particular context, male and female. Um, 
So first to be a father, you have to, to be, be a homo sapien. Yeah. You've got to be human. Um, you also have to be born as a boy, you know, and that boy turning into a young man, turning into a man. Um, and that's, uh, uh, you know, maybe more so, you know, being a little, little bit more controversial or some maybe have some issues with that. And I'll just let the listener think about how some of those, how that could be uh, misinterpreted. But um, you can't be a father if you're not a man. And uh, if you were to, you know, in, in language, let's say, not in law, but in language or just in conversation, is it possible that you could have uh, someone who's not a man, um, you know, have fatherly characteristics? Yeah, for sure. Um, and I'll get into that with regards to the stereotypical characteristics of a male uh, who's a father, but, you know, homo sapien and man, you know, that'll do it. Um, you know, you're a father if, you're, if your sperm fertilizes an egg, you know, and there's conception based upon that. Um, now there's more that story that has to continue, right? The birth of the child and, and raising, et cetera. But just in that particular point, um, that, uh, now if you were, if it's not your sperm, you know, and you know, I'll just allow again, the listener to come up with ways that doesn't pack it, but I'm, listen, this is my perspective and my opinion, uh, from my language of how I define that. And I'm defining a father as, uh, that particular males, male homo sapien sperm fertilizing, uh, an egg. And, uh, it comes directly. Uh, from them. Now, I guess that could be a little bit more, uh, you know, descriptive, and it probably was a lot more clear um, at the be beginning of science, let's say, of that of that uh, idea. But um, well, you know, because of technology and different ways that conception can happen today, you know, um, it doesn't mean that that's not a father. But in my language, that's how I'm coming to create some stability of these uh, points um married to a woman that that, that, that puts, puts you in the club um and i guess for today's uh, i guess more recent conversations which is still there again you know uh, everyone has the right to define what they want you know for themselves and respond to those descriptions like i am doing with father um but you have to marry to a woman um and there's so much inside of that. Like my previous commentary on what's behind every man or successful man. Uh, again, success being defined, relative success being defined. Um, you know, married to a woman. It's a, it's a form of completion, you know, and uh, unity and um, togetherness and um, assurance and all the things that, that lead to the fullest expression uh, of a male uh, who is a father is the woman and it's the woman that they're married to uh, so that can get you into a club you know um, but of course you can't just be in a club if you're married to a woman um, you have to you know have sexual reproduction with your sperm to fertilize her egg and uh, not only have children um, and I'll quote uh, Barack Obama on this one 
Um, you know, I won't do it precisely, but uh, he would say, he said, you know, very clearly, uh, you know, picking on Patrick Monaghan's uh, conversations on uh, the black family. Uh, he said anyone could, uh, anyone could have kids, but not everyone can raise a child. Um, and this was in the context of a father figure and uh, uh, some of the issues that are proposed around um, the great, you know, I would call it a great debate. It's unfortunate. It's a great debate around uh, fatherhood in the black community. And so having and raising children is, um, and by the way, just because it's, uh, it was also spoken about on that podcast and, a lot more research on it's not it's not just the black community but that was in the context of it because uh, there's multiple communities that that do suffer from and there's also multiple communities that doesn't suffer from it i suggest people to go and find out what's happening in those communities that that doesn't suffer from fatherhood issues and see what's going on there and uh and you'll get some principles as to what we can look for as as beacons perhaps if you can lay down your your biases Anyhow, um, so that club that you want to get into, if you want to get into the father club, be a homo sapien male, uh, married to a woman, and use your own sperm to fertilize her egg uh, to have children and then raise them. Um, then you're in the club. And uh, everything outside of that is, is, not, is not fatherhood, in my opinion, in my perspective. Everything outside of that. Now, are there other? I guess it's a good thought experiment uh, around what's uh, language that could be used to describe uh, someone. It's not for me to do that, but it's something that anyone could, you know, use as their own experiment. You know, come up with words to describe uh, who is not a father, but who takes on those father characteristic roles. You know, not just to appease me and my definition, but um, that's something that I would just ask. Because everything outside of how I described that um, to get into that club uh, would be that. Um, and I do understand that I am a father, I'm a male, and I do, um, I have, you know, all those things checked off. I guess, sure, it could be that I'm biased to it, and that's why I'm defining it. Um, but also, I could, I could argue back that, well, I can just look around and uh, see all the problems that we get into when we start to define the father as anything other than that. And that would be my strongest retort argument to it, is that uh, I would argue that, that the, the more we got away from that, and you can go back to the six F's episode of, or um, real man or better man or whatever, I can't remember the name of the episode, to figure that out. But there's some characteristics or simple rules to follow that are not, that I have not come up with, but I just look around, right? I'm, I could look around and be sensitive to that information and have quite good accuracy, actually, as to what's the list that, that uh, a male can check off um, to become a good man. And, uh, and that would be my retort back is how do you to repeat is how do you, you know, how do you, you know, the other options are just not as good, <laughs> you know, um, just because I've been reading. Uh, some legal stuff uh, on 
you know, the Churchill comment comes up, right? It's, I forget exactly what Churchill's comment was, but uh, you could try all the other ones, but they just haven't worked out with regards to political areas, you know? And trying other versions of what I've defined, in my opinion, of the language as to what is a father um, is not going to work out. It's not going to work out for civilization. It's not going to work out for humanity. It's not going to work out for our futures. Um, what are some fatherly characteristics? Um, so when you think of it, or when you, because um, this is a, it's a good challenge for everyone. Because um, a lot of us will, you know, revert back to forgetting that we can only use our own personal experience to define those fatherly characteristics. Uh, we almost have to create that clean slate approach, right? And not use our own biases um, of what, what our experience was. If we're all, if we are sons or daughters um, or, or uh, you know, uh, just fathers alone right now, as it sits, um, you know, we can't, we have to be, um, you know, unbiased in that approach. Also, I would, I would hesitate to, to use what I call the father industry. Um, any of those individuals and what they're defining as that. So you gotta, you gotta really like start with these, uh, you gotta start with these, I guess, general, um, biological, psychological, sociological, ideas as to what those characteristics are um, and they're pretty bland but it uh, certainly sets you on the right tone to providing a list for yourself of those characteristics um, and I, I thought that one of the things that came to mind if i was to use that approach and not just you know my own biased approach but also as i mentioned being sensitive looking around and seeing what those characteristics are I would say that what I see as something that's a really uh, deep embedded characteristic uh, of a father is masculine traits um, and the masculine traits, which reminds me that I probably should, uh, that was great about these episodes. I'll come up with different ideas as to what I need to explain again to rehash and go over of stuff I've said a thousand times, but just to do it again in a new light might help. But I've gone over these, you know, the masculine feminine traits um, with colleagues of mine of years past that introduced those concepts to me. I've taught it with people. Um, I've taught it myself. Um, you know, I've used it in consultations indirectly and then directly, uh, unconsciously and then consciously. And uh, yeah, so. Uh, I'm just saying out loud what I need to rehash and bring. I should have brought into this conversation, but that's what I think about when I think of fatherly characteristics. Um, now, depending upon what people's worldview is or their experiences in life, they may see that commentary as masculine dominant traits as being something other than the way I see it. And I respect that. But there's a higher percentages for those who uh, really are unbiased and sensitive to that that's out there. There's really, really high percentages of these traits inside of a father. Um, and they're needed. 
they're needed and uh, dare I say they should be there and they're needed. And dare I say that a lot of dysfunction occurs when they're not there. Um, you know, I'll just take some minor ones. You know, when there's, when there's uh, no direction and directionality that uh, the masculine holds dear. Um, you know, and, uh, and there's a lack of, you know, confidence in directionality uh, when there's a, there's a vulnerability and fear of not setting that directionality, um, you know, things fall apart. That's just, and that's just one area. But what I see inside of a father, that's a characteristic that, uh, you know, generally we could look at would be masculine dominant traits. Um, and then something that's, uh, um, it's a little, it's a little less, and I'll discuss that in maximal expression. Uh, but, uh, I think fighting and defending uh, aggressive behavior, uh, roughhousing, you know, I could take I don't know how many different layers of that version, but it is embedded, whether we like it or not, um, in the father as a characteristic to fight and defend. Um, again, the same way as when I say masculine dominant traits, one could look at fighting and defending and immediately jump to violence. Um, you could also see fighting and defending as a part of that word of survival, um, you know, further back in time when there wasn't let's say law or um, uh, uh, the altruistic spirit, let's say, um, amongst all of us or learnings from, you know, democracy and uh, liberty and equality, um, et cetera. And that the whole human experience, let's say, um, I think it still is in the father as a characteristic uh, to fight and defend. Um, now, the, does that sometimes lead into violence? Yeah. Does that sometimes, of course, invoke, you know, the, the current, uh, you know, idiots, honestly, and assholes today that are males uh, and our fathers that end up taking it to, you know, the wrong extremes of that. Yeah. Yep. And I'm not uh, being an apologist for uh, those individuals when I say that for fighting and defending, but I do think that it is whether it's not in physicality, but maybe it's in spirit uh, to fight and defend uh, is a fatherly characteristic. And of course it probably comes from, because of, if, it's just, if you're just separating father and male, if you just say male for fighting and defending, well, you do have to ask the question, what for? Now for a father, it's pretty clear in my opinion, the protection and security of what is theirs or the, and the protection and security and providing for their family you know, those basic things, you know, food, shelter, uh, clothing, security, etc. Um, that's a fatherly characteristic, you know, uh, ones that probably go to the sideline, um, but is still there, um, uh, could be, you know, uh, probably interspersed amongst mothers and fathers or just interspersed amongst humans. But, um, you know, respect for elders. I did include this within the uh, better men podcast just a while back, but, um, so I, I put some of those, you know, in the chivalry, you know, politeness, um, you know, showing strength through, 
deterrence and strength through um, tolerance and strength through fairness. You know, these things are also, I would say, on this side column, fathered characteristics. The reason why I say side column is that they could also be interspersed not only to fathers but to other humans if I'm going to classify and, uh, and differentiate between those. Um, you know, the, it goes without saying that I thought I'd also uh, I was thinking that you know, what is what is uh, essential to the father experience that uh, only a father can experience? And that's what I mean when I say you could spot a father when you see it, but there's a, and that's what I, why I use the word club talk, you know? Um, so a father on the receiving end of a child being born. No, not maybe not directly receiving. Hope you're getting assistance um, uh, to that. Uh, I think her name was Dr. Brown, but I was just going to give a um, recognition of uh, Elizabeth Wagner, one of my clients, one of Michael's, my brother's clients, that uh, and our friend and colleague, and uh, Rob Corson's uh, wife, uh, who was an OBGYN and a very successful woman in the past, uh, years past. But the reason why I bring it up is that, you know, she, she was most times, I would say, probably on the receiving end of that. But um, that's a that's an experience. Um, that's a father experience. You know, when you spot it and you see it, uh, you could talk to others about it. And I have talked to others about that, especially the first child, you know, the first child uh, coming through um, that small section. Uh, and then being born, well, that's a that's a pretty that's one of those mysterious, you know, time stands still, sound goes away uh, moments. You know, I can bring myself even as I'm saying it now. now I can bring myself very easily back to uh, the feelings that I had, and that is a father experience that's a father experience and i'm trying to get better at describing in a certain way and that's why i try to um also understand my biases but the way i talk about it and this is why i call it an essential piece of fathering that when you spot it you can see it and then say oh that's a father because we see a lot of myself and other fathers have seen eye to eye in this very moment that you know, we've had different forms of voices in our life and uh, different forms of uh, relationships. And we had different forms of love, you know, love for other humans. And there is a love that's experienced when you find a partner. That when you find a partner that you're not really sure, um, but you are sure that you really want to develop the best of yourself and of them for the rest of your life. And there's a specific kind of love to that. But when you have a child and your first child, especially that came from your sperm and her egg, and that you're looking forward to protect and create security around, 
and you know you've taken that big trip from a boy to a man to get to one of these things, and you knew it was a big portion of people's lives. Maybe you didn't even know that it's something that you just check off that you knew was going to happen, but you didn't know how to describe or talk about. And it takes place. There's something about that moment. When you see it, you know it. And it takes all of those things and all those descriptions around the father. What is a father? What is not a father? The father characteristics. And to get to these experiences that truly define that. I.e. that, you know, bring you into the club. Because when you see that, and I know I talk to other fathers about it. I mean, I, I speak to some people. Uh, you know, as my, that's my, that's one of my, I guess, a list of five things that I use for that inspirational component for men to build families and have kids. Um, and that's one of the moments is because you get to see love in a way that you never in your life up to that point, you would understand as being a form of love. Because, you know, there's this, you would, you all of a sudden derive this innate primal uh, concept in yourself that maybe has not been drawn out before of this, uh, as I call it, this fighting and defense mechanism and pro providing mechanism for this young, young uh, child. And I remember that clearly. And that's a, that's a, that's a, that's an example. One example of a father experience. Um, it was, and you know, there's, I would ask anyone who is in that particular position or um, is not in that position, maybe take some time to contemplate after listening to this to say, you know, what are, what are other ways or other experiences as a father where if you spot it, you know, it's very easily seen. You know, if you if you look at it, it's like that that right there. That's a father experience. It's essential. It's an essentialism aspect of being a father. Because that can lead you into, um, you know, some other interesting areas of what what things can only a father do. You know, and I've already explained some of them. You know. Um, like a tree can't have a child, you know, uh, a mother can't have, a mother can't uh, um, have a child alone, you know, um, and, and hope you understand what I mean by that based upon how I'm defining what a father is. What are things only a father can do? It will, it will, it will open your eyes up to seeing um, all that stuff that I mentioned. I could do an entire podcast alone of the benefits of it and the, the, uh, the positive aspects of father. Like a quote-unquote rainbows and butterflies Father's Day celebration. Um, and deep things, deep, powerful things, you know, like um, innovation and creation, um, fighting and defending. And of course, if you want to take that to war and all the, uh, if you take time to think about all the positive things for what we have in place for our freedoms and liberties, uh, we, that war took place, you know. And you could play, you know, multiple, you know, um, universe perspectives to think what would have happened if it didn't take place. I don't, I don't know if I wanted to be a part of 
that America that didn't go through all those challenges um, to come up with what you know what democracy is and have all the, um, the constitutional laws in place that are upheld for that, the checks and balances that are in place, the project in itself. Um, you know, there was only fathers did a lot of that. Um, sure, there was a lot of single males um, and sons that were there, but there was fathers a part of that whole process too. Uh, just not discounting or it has anything to do with uh, uh, equal amounts of women or the women that did, you know, were part of that. But there's a lot of fathers, you know, uh, building things, you know, again, the same conversation. Um, take it as a general, you know, massive project for human um, evolution. Um, fathers were a part of that too. Anyways, the whole, the whole thing that I'm asking just individuals to do there is to take time to reflect on what are the essential things that only a father can do. And the reason why I'm asking you to do is not to only show just how important it is, but it is, it is great to, to spend some time thinking about things that only a father can do in case you want to step into that, or in case you want to just learn more about it, that there's a really important, you know, dare we say vital aspect of that. Know, for father, uh, that may lead you into the like the the uh, conversation or thought process that I placed in terms of what a maximal expression is of a female. Same thing can be said for a male. It may lead you to that, right? My opinion on it um, that the, the maximal expression is to make a vital family, family. not just a family, a vital family. family. That's that's today it's the maximal expression of a male um, it used to be sex and reproduction and survival um, it was only those things you know, as i said before language and uh, law and technology and industry and agriculture you know? um, that was a quote-unquote the maximum thing that that uh, male could do for a lifetime and in 2023 that maximum expression of a male is to become a father and to uh, make a vital family. Um, and just in case some are tying in, well, you know, how is that expression? Well, there's a lot of things that go into, um, uh, you know, making that vital family. A lot of things that go into it. Um, and there's a lot of positives that come from that vital family. You produce uh, young, clear minds, you know, and I, that's why I call it a vital family. I was just saying, you're not just pumping out kids. You're pumping out kids that have clear minds, meaning, you know, open minds, not so open that their brains fall out, like Richard Dawkins would say, but open minds, right? Uh, you have clear minds. You have, you have you're creating children that, that will be a future assistance for elders, future assistance for society, future assistance for, you know, coming up with all the problems that we're going to get them into, you know? Um, you also, as part of that, remembering your marriage and your relationship, your monogamous relationship, you're being a part of history. You're one little seed in that, you know, massive piece of uh, planting that's occurring. Right of this uh, hopefully positive future history of what marriage will 
maintain and be. And, um, and it's very, to be pronatal today is, is fairly, to be pronatal is unfortunately, is anti-progressive thought today. Um, there's far more conversation. And as I mentioned many times before, a lot more data to show that that's just what's happening. We don't see the opposite happening. You know, we don't see, you know, individuals uh, getting married and having children at younger ages. We don't see more couples having more children. You know, it's, it's not going in that direction. So that's what I mean when I say that to be pronatal or the concept of what I'm talking about is a maximal expression of a male father is to make a vital family. Um, it also doesn't mean that if you, uh, you know, you're not expressing yourself or you're, you're indifferent to my opinions um, if you're not in that category but that's just what i believe is the maximal expression today um, it's not only just reproducing and maintaining the protection of your family it's to make a vital family such that you create new uh, progeny that is going to keep the human experience going. It's going to possibly take care of you. It's going to possibly take care of you and all your peers later on. It's going to, as I mentioned, possibly help out. And in that process, with you doing it with one other person um, in marriage, you're going to be a part of that marriage history, right? You're going to go down as being a part of that project to maintain uh, that maximal expression. And, you know, so the way that you could also look at this is what would be a maximal expression of a father. Um, and I guess it'd be just as opinionated and that's okay. But uh, maybe you can take time to do that. You know, what, what is a maximal expression of a father? And, uh, and maybe you could say, uh, well, what, what is out there has examples for that? Uh, Cause I can tell you that, uh, you know, uh, sports figures, uh, president of the United States, uh, the priest, pastor, the classic, you know, avatar tech bro, uh, someone like Andrew Tate, uh, someone who's just a podcaster, uh, just an academic professor, just a war hero, just a keyboard warrior, etc. Those are not maximal expressions of father today. They may also be fathers, but that, they're not, not maximal expression. The concept of the maximal expression of the father, this is what I, you know, I think I will get into with regards to the father industry. Um, but you, 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 won't, you won't hear about, you know, the, the, the maximal expression individual of that. I had um, dinner here at my place last night uh, with a father. Um, and we celebrated uh, Father's Day together with our families, and you would never know this individual, you know. And and uh, this person doesn't fall under any of those categories. Um, this person is a uh, a faithful man, um, deeply faithful man. He's um, he's very respectable, um, and no one knows him. This is the point I'm making that. It's these individuals that are the maximal expression. 
these are the these are the max this is the maximally expressed version of a father and you could get there as i said from from saying or asking yourself um you know what's the what's the maximal expression uh of a male alone who's not a father today right and then just try to figure out what you're what you'll see out there i can make some recommendation what you may see you know vocation um ingenuity creativity uh, innovation um you know representation etc and those are all really you know think great areas that i'd like you to kind of contemplate and think about uh for that male expression and that doesn't hold anything you know away from the the fatherly maximal expression but it may get you to that area of recognizing that that maximal expression of a father um is not super sexy it's not uh it's it's going by the wayside it uh no one will know about um and again i'm on my you know horse again here beating the drum on that with regards to the you know that opposite narcissism that i see amongst uh everyone um, and i just you know i just thought about that just then and that you know no one knows well now everyone knows but <laughs> i guess i'm part of that process too but uh, no one knew that uh we had that celebration together or just him and i had that you know eye to eye last night um because that that would be in my opinion who is a person who resembles that maximal expression of the father and you know you go you can go down the list of all the things um that I've mentioned based upon that um if you want to for those who are are truly interested in the preparation to be a father um I've spoken at length about that. I could summarize very quickly uh, in generalistic terms. You know, you have to develop yourself physically, and emotionally, and mentally uh, as much as possible. Um, physical challenges, I think, would be the primary thing that would get you there as a starting point. Um, that has to go to, um, and I'm being short on this, so you don't take it to an overreaching scenario. But that has to be taken to its maximum. You got to keep developing yourself. You got to keep challenging yourself. You know, you, you've got to be uh, competent in education, right? So school is very important. You got to you got to get a job, right? You got to maintain a job, uh, then marriage, and then children. So you know, uh, improve yourself as much as possible. Uh, get get educated, get a job, get married, have children. So you want to prep to be a father. I guess you take away the children portion because you're already a father. Then too is is you got to have all those things. Right. You got to keep challenging yourself. And this is just myself offering, as I said, the two minute excerpt of inspiration of uh, a male that uh, doesn't have a family right now that wants to prep to be a father. Um, you got to keep figuring yourself out. Because um, if you were to ask what are expectations that I would share with individuals, you know, so you don't get jammed up in the uh, father industry that I called it. It's form full of this performative narcissism, you know, 
schmucks. These are just hucksters, basically. Um, uh, you know, it's to be told in these expectations of becoming a father that you're going to have an identity crisis. You're going to have to describe it in multiple different ways, but you'll realize it's not about you anymore. So if you want to, if you want to get to an expectation or ask the expectation uh, is what's to come in fatherhood, it's, you're going to have a serious crisis of identity if you don't know how to let go. Right? If you don't know how to move on beyond, as I mentioned, that father industry performance narcissism approach. Um, it's not going to work. And uh, so, you know, why, why would I, why would I say it's easy? Why would I just, you know, uh, promote it and push a whole bunch of people into it if I wasn't going to give them that truth that, and not everyone's going to have that. And I would say from my experience of consulting with individuals, um, the reason why males didn't have that identity crisis when they became fathers is because they had already figured themselves out. They knew what they were in the world. They knew what they meant to other people in the world. And they knew what they were going to get on board with in helping others help themselves realize their best versions of themselves. And they generally did that with one other person uh, of the opposite sex from my role. Dex, I'm thinking about and how to define these characteristics that are clearly aligned with this. Um, and the ones that had that identity crisis, uh, they didn't develop themselves. Which is probably... Know, something for you to think about at the time you know does everyone really truly develop themselves enough to get to that point where they could uh, you know build a relationship with someone else and build a family i think they do but it it, it does you can pause and think about, think about that um another expectation that's more common today there's a really high chance of uh failure um for either your sperm or sperm, the sperm egg coupling. There's a really high chance, we call it mechanical, metabolic, chemistry, biological failure, a real high chance of it not working based upon that. Um, another expectation is the, the uh, something that I'm happy that I'm not a part of or have been a part of um, is the what we call a pseudo mating world online. You know? Something to expect there. Well, expectations of fatherhood, it's going to have to go through that door. So the whole concept of, you know, laying it out on the table and having conversations about, about it, I think is, is something that I can't offer technical expertise to, but I can just see it happening. I saw it happening, you know, a little bit during my, um, my coaching and consulting. Um, and as I mentioned before, it, a, lot, a lot of time, I guess in the cases that we landed on my lap, it was very successful, but it's different, right? It is different. So when I said back to like, uh, you know, marriage, uh, having that uh, partner and developing that unity perspective to work with one another, to develop each of yourselves individually as best as possible with help from the other person, um, you're going to have to go through that weird door today for that. That's something you need to be aware of, right? Don't just sign up for the club. Um, another expectation not a lot of people talk about is the significant pull towards pleasurable, artificial, unnatural, adaptable phenomena. There's a there's gonna be a big pull, a much bigger pull, as I mentioned. You know, fatherhood is not easy. It's not sexy. 
it's not performative. Uh, we try to make it performative, right? As I mentioned, um, but uh, there's a significant pull around uh, pleasure alone. And there's a significant pull around these artificial concepts of it, right? Like you'll have an AI partner, an AI children, AI family, you know, not, not necessarily just like that, but not too far from it. Um, unnatural versions of it, adaptable phenomena, meaning, you know, you're going to get more e-bikes and more pickleball, you know, options thrown at you. Um, just side note, we got to definitely get to the podcast on that. Um, that's an expectation. You have to be prepared for that. Um, you also, as an expectation, you have to remember you're going to be a minor minority amongst your peers in many ways, not just not just by being a father, but in thought and belief. Yeah, you're going to be a minority. Um, and as I said, just maybe 15 minutes prior to this, there's a lot of data to show that in social sciences. Um, you know, based upon the uh, changing and um, parenting, the changing in the reproduction rate, the late stages of individuals getting married, late stage of individuals having children, et cetera, et cetera. Um, that you have to expect that. You got to remember, you know, for this, you know, let's call it the idea of what I'm saying, if it's reduced down to well, what is a father, if it's that person who develops himself the most, has education, gets a job, gets married, then has children, um, in that order. Um, and there's not, you know, don't don't seem don't don't think that that you know that's the perfect version. But if you reduce it to that, then and there's you know, in the future it's not going to be more and more people that are going to be like that. You know, you are going to have to do your work, so you need to expect that. Um, and then lastly, unfortunately, um, you got to just realize that there's not a lot, lot of mentors out there. Not a lot of father mentors. I mean, we're in a um, society and our culture for multiple different reasons it's not as promoted as it is in comparatives to other societies and other cultures of the you know really long large family the connecting pieces between all the lineages um, I mean you can just look at all the data from people moving away from cities and what's happening in education and um, uh, in this great country where land that we have available and where people can go and what does you know living look like in the future let's say in 20 years you know um, you can even see the tension inside of that right this post-covid coming back to work thing and i mean that's just going to get much much you know large large a larger identification of that is going to happen so just turn that on steroids and think of what's going to happen um you know you're not going to have you're going to be a minority. You will be a minority, and um, you're also not going to have a lot of uh, mentors around. Not a lot of father mentors. Um, most of them today are, are hucksters or hackers or narcissists um, that are still working on themselves. And for some reason, they're a part of that father industry um, where they're selling these ideas, right? Um, but then when you look at the background story and you go deeper into the, each of those individual stories and you go into, you know, the purpose of what they're doing and the intentions and what's the whole reason, what's behind the entire phenomena of the father industry, it's just, it, yeah, they're a bunch of hustlers. Really. Um, and that 
ties in well with what I talked about of my, the individual that was over with me last night, you know, um, which kind of, you know, is interesting because I'm speaking about it today too. This is not a common thing that would have happened, you know, that someone's going to do a podcast who is a father talking about the benefits of being a father. It's just not the, it's not part of the father characteristic to be that performative, you know, uh, using that word more recently, flagrant approach, right? To talk about it. Um, so where does that leave those individuals and the expectations? Well, you're going to have to, uh, you're going to have to figure it out. And, uh, you're going to have to ask some of the questions that I've asked today and to yourself and contemplate it. Maybe just take some time to think about that. You know, think about uh, in recapping as well. Think about what I asked of uh, the definition of it. Like, how would you define it? If you were to define it yourself, which could be different than mine, and I respect that. But um, you know, if you define that word "father." What is that? Uh, and then maybe get into the who is not then a father. You know, and don't be afraid to put, put that on the board. Uh, think about the characteristics of a father and what do you consider, you know, think about how, if you didn't have all these characteristics or definitions, you could spot it, you know, and using my example that I talked about of your first child being born, you know, um, maybe ask the question, what is the maximal expression of a father in a lifetime today in 2023? You know, what would you um, how would you answer the question? How do you prep to be a father? And then, you know, Think about the expectations that are there. Uh, and uh, maybe it'll come together. And, uh, on a finishing note, uh, just a shout out and uh, a congratulations to all those uh, um, fathers-to-be, those uh, fathers that are working their way towards uh, that wonderful uh, option that we have in life that's right in front of us um, an unbelievable contribution uh, it's not just for yourself but to others that are really close around you and uh, for those that have passed and have done their job they've done their father ring uh, they've done a really good job of it or uh, just through the experimentation and the trials and tribulations they did the best they could and we're all benefiting from it